Welcome to the Global Marketing Show, the podcast for all things international business. I'm your host, Wendy Pease, president of Rapport International and a translation expert. Come along with me today as we talk to an expert in the global marketing world about facing their biggest fears, hearing about mistakes they made or saw, discussing best practices, and sharing fun travel language and culture stories. Welcome to a special edition of the Global Marketing Show. Today, host Wendy Pease conducts an on-the-spot interview with an attendee of the XM Conference in Washington, D.C. that was held in December of 2022. The XM Conference is an opportunity for attendees to learn about the Export-Import Bank of the United States' financing tools, as well as network and explore opportunities for global exporting with other attendees and vendors. We hope you enjoy today's guest and keep listening for more episodes from this amazing conference. Welcome to the Global Marketing Show. This is a series that is continuing on the XM conference in DC where all the international trade specialists are gathering. And so I have the opportunity to meet with some special ones. And right now I'm meeting with Michael Thornton, who's the founder and CEO of World Trade X. This is such an exciting business that I learned briefly about, so I'm excited to hear more about it. So Michael, welcome. Thank you. So tell me like two sentences on your background. You can take a little bit more, but you know, I want to go short into background and then I want to hear about World Trade X and why you founded it. Well, short background, 20 years mergers and acquisitions, building and selling companies. It would probably be as short as it could get. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and why did you find, found World Trade X and what does it do? I only do things I'm passionate about. And what it does is it decentralizes farming, to put it simply. It is a global commodity trading platform for the world's food supply chain. That is just it, brilliant. Brilliant. It doesn't exist right now. I mean, yes. We are the only ones doing it. Okay, so when we were talking, it's mm-hmm. like a Amazon for the world's food supply. And you're talking like produced products, or are you talking about nuts and grains? Correct. This is, again, farmers. So it's not finished products. This is something where somebody is selling 40,000 pounds of almonds. Somebody is selling proteins, whether it's beef, pork, chicken, fish, corn, you name it. This is where they'll be able to upload their product and have a global exposure. I just think that's brilliant because I know so many small farmers and my dad was involved in international agriculture. I know a woman that wants to start growing a crop in Nigeria, but she doesn't know where to sell it. So she's kind of stuck. So that solves that problem. This would be the place. And it has everything. It's supposed to be the same as the ease of Amazon where you can with in the same place where you have the buy and sell platform, you have logistics, you have finance, you have insurance, you have escrow. Everything is in one spot. And so will World Trade X coordinate all those vendors? It's, it's all in one system. So we've taken basically existing technologies and combined them. So we have, for example, for the logistics side, you have like Priceline.com. We've done the same thing for everything from rail, air, sea, truck, where everything is integrated into that. So when you get to the shipping portion and you pick whether it's next day air or priority or see standard shipping, it will automatically integrate and pick those transportation systems for you and then you just go price point. Oh so, my gosh. And it's the same thing. So also for, we've taken the same technologies from Uber. 
where as your product is purchased and moving, it's in real live time being tracked. And yeah, I mean, we've. So you can, so your whole, you're tracking your supply chain, you know when it's going to hit the production house. Or, and then how are you handling all the, you know, <coughs> stops at borders and border checks because... Right, that's part of the logistics. So one, one of the things we're, we have an office out of D.C., so we're working with the Federal Trade Commission so that we can actually have a lot of the import-export forms digitized in, on our system. So rather than having to go through some of the paper forms that are standard, everything is electronic. It's all set up. Yeah. And they're standard agricultural products, so you just, they fall mm -hmm. into clean categories. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. And it gets a little bit more technical. We've also taken some of the technologies for and, and Tinder, for example. And whenever I bring that one up, everybody, <laughs> and I say, if you're familiar with Tinder, and of course everybody's, no, what's Tinder? So basically the, the, card, the card stack that you have on Tinder, where somebody has a profile card. Uh -huh. That really is a basis for how our system works, where we have card stacks. So the farmer himself, this gets into blockchain and encryption technology. So the farmer himself will create his profile with his farm, his history, all the details, that creates the origin. And then when something is sold, then it creates, that card then will become an NFT card. And that NFT card actually has intrinsic value based on if you just bought 40,000 pounds of almonds, you now have an NFT card that has that's worth 40,000 pounds of almonds and that card ties into the logistics side. So as something is picked up, it creates a card stack. So the trucking companies will come, for example, pick something up and they will receive that onto their device because everybody has smart devices now whether it's Android or Apple. Right. And our system works on both. So basically, that card will then be swiped, and you actually can physically see it land onto the other device when it's being transferred. And as that trucker leaves, the the tracking of that starts. So, and then also again, that get, being an NFT, it can it creates a secondary market. So yeah. versus the futures market where people are buying and selling paper, this is something to where if you bought, say, the future crop. Yeah. And you said, okay, you know, I want to purchase next year's crops from you, and you purchase them. You now have that card that is worth next year's crops at today's prices. So that also also brings in the opportunity for bartering, then. Correct. It's a secondary market that's created, which we really aren't sure where that one's going to go yet. Yeah. But it is something very exciting and just fantastic to be a part of. Oh, it's yeah. it, 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 it's phenomenal. It's life changing for the small farmers around the world. So where is the company now? Like what stage in development? Okay, so 2023, we're actually going to be going live with portions of California. Just for our, California has $59 billion in agriculture. So it's yeah. by far the largest producing state in the U.S. It's probably larger than a lot of countries, too. It is, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we'll be beta testing there. And then once we've tested the system, it's like opening up Disneyland. You know, you don't want to just open up the whole park. We start out with Small World or a certain portion just to, you know, test the system out and let it flow through. And then we'll be opening it up for the rest of the U.S. and so forth. We also have an office set up in India. So we have India also will be going online. So we have, out of the top five producing countries, you have U.S., India, Brazil, China, and Russia. So right now we're concentrating just on primarily U.S., India and Brazil, mm -hmm. China and Russia just due to political climates and whatnot, we're not putting that on the system just yet. Right, but that's, you prove it in California, expand to the U.S., and then you go to India and Brazil, and by then, 
you know, the world could have changed and China and Russia open up. So. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Everybody has to eat. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A, if there's anything that is bipartisan, it's food. Yes, yes, that is absolutely true. We may fight about what we're going to eat, but <laughs> correct. But you need to get the All right, so you've got plans to launch. It's an international thing. It is the Global Marketing Show. How do you plan on marketing and selling this, attracting people to the platform? Well, the nice thing is is it sells itself. The farmers currently have to go through brokers or agents and they lose 20 to 30% of their income. Right. So, when you have something that is a 1% flat rate base, that you can offer your system on and gives you a global exposure, everybody's looking to sign up. So really it's just letting them know that we're there. And so how do you let them know that you're there if you're talking to that, them? Well, I mean, just for California, I mean, this started seven years ago. So our first four years was working with the Ag, Ag Expo and, and the Ag Commission and just getting the farmers in California to know that we're there. And once once they did, it just kind of caught on like wildfire. This is this is the future of food trade. Okay. So once everybody realizes this is the train that everyone's getting on, then they do. Okay. So once they hear about it, they're in. Oh, they're happy. They're it. happy to be on it. It saves them money. They get paid more. They get paid faster. And it also, as far as the price point, one, it saves the farmer money. And gets it gives him more money. And then also on the end side, it, that savings is also passed on when you don't have a middleman that's creating a 20% gap. So the farmers make more and, and the individuals pay less. Correct. Okay. And then I assume you'll have something like Amazon and Uber and Lyft and all those where you give ratings to the farmer or to the purchaser. Yeah. All, all of that is, is in their standard. Built in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really is blockchain for agriculture. Correct. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So you, you launch it, you spread the word. You know, California is mostly English. There's lots of other languages in there. So how are you going to handle the whole language well, issues? Uh, as far as the, the, the website itself, it has automatic translations. So, auto, you know, if, depending on what country you're in, you can pick the language and, it, you know, broccoli is broccoli and you just say in a different country. But as far as communications go, there is direct communication between the buyer and the seller. Once, mm -hmm. once they've made contact with each other. But most of it's done via email. It, obviously, if somebody wants to do a phone call, they can. But the translation happens there electronically with technology now. Okay, so as the, the host of Global Marketing Show and owner of a translation company yeah. and author of the book, The Language of Global Marketing, there is an interesting case study to look at, which is TripAdvisor where anything that has to be right, so all your legal stuff, all how the platform works, oh, yeah. all that should still be done by a human translator. Of course. But leveraging the automatic translation for, yeah, you, you know, broccoli and stuff like that and reviews right. can be can be automated. But if you go into the book, there's there's an excellent, and I'll give you a free copy of the book okay. <laughs> to take with you after this Thank interview because I appreciate your sharing information. But thinking about that from the start would uh, be real good. Right. Well, the legalities as far as, you know, for using the application and things of that nature, those are done by attorneys in each of the countries. So when someone's signing onto the system, every, you know, the things we never read, you know, just scroll yeah. to the bottom and click yes, that c carries heavily all the random and you know, standard disclosures that are necessary. Right. But uh, And you want to automate that. 
No, 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 you can't. <laughs> you cannot. It's, if you ever have tried to communicate with somebody through Google Translate in any length, especially with legal terms, it's just not going to work. That okay, way. so you have the separation yeah. out about, so anything about your company. And then there's the whole opportunity for the communication that you're talking about done through emails. Can you anticipate what that communication would do and can you build the platform to standardize it so you can translate it once and then it would be clearly put across too? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot is there's standard communications, but then there's also as as they're they're writing, then it's it's translated specifically for those emails, and like anything else, it's a work in progress. Right, um, right, right, right. With you know, it's version you know 1.0. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> well, 1.0 yeah. in English, and then when you get to 2.0, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's again we're based in the U.S., which also gives <clears throat> for the world, being that we're a, a U.S.-based company. Yeah. So, first and foremost, we're promoting and pushing U.S. agriculture out, and but it gives the the world a place to trade. But being U.S.-based versus, say, let's say a China-based system, the confidence that you can have in the system financially and and insurance, and that you know you're going to get at what you've ordered, and that if for some reason or another the product you ordered wasn't the proper one, the insurance will cover it and you were taken care of versus just kind of left holding the bag. Okay, so that's part of the whole program too, is, is that you have some sort of insurance oh. for anybody selling uh, through there. U.S. trade insurance, so it's it definitely, which is why we're here at XM. Yeah, so XM. that was my next question. What do you hope to get out of the XM conference here in D.C.? Uh, there's, there's a lot of import-export financial programs that are in place for farmers and for buyers, both trade insurance and for finance. So that plays a big part in what we're doing. Okay, so you're looking to make connections with the different, with XM Bank, but Correct. the other finance people that are here. Correct. Okay, okay. I will certainly keep that in mind as we go through the interviews. So in the Global Marketing Show, we always like to end with, well, your favorite foreign word, but I'm going to ask mm. for recommendations and how people can contact you because I'm sure okay. there's going to be a lot of interest. So f let's start with the ending with what's your favorite foreign word? Favorite foreign word. I'd have to say arepa. Arepa. Yeah. Okay. Arepa. So tell us what that means and why it's your favorite word. Because it's delicious. <laughs> Both fun to say and it tastes absolutely wonderful. It's the best breakfast you'll ever have. So uh, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you will have different countries argue whose arepa is better, but for myself, the one I'm speaking of is the one from Colombia. Huh. And it is the one, they're made of, you can get corn or juca, which is a root-based flour. That's the one I prefer. So you get a juca root, and it has mozzarella cheese on the inside of it, and it's like a soft, chewy, delicious breakfast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you have an, an arepa, which is, it has the cheese and the, the juca root flour, and then that with an egg and and some coffee, and you have something <laughs> wonderful. Can you sell them on the platform so we can get them here in the United States, <laughs> that, that where is, I live? That's possible. That's possible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's all things agriculture. Like Amazon started as a bookstore, and now look, it's your, it's your shopping mall. So, Correct. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, you've got so much potential there. What recommendations do you have for people doing international trade? Do your research. I mean, depending mm -hmm. on the what you're in international trade for. I mean, every different type of product has different sustainability responsibilities and blockchain. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty broad It is broad a broad question, question yeah. but do your research is something that comes up yeah. often. And where can people reach you if they're interested in learning more or financing your, your new business? 
Well, uh, worldtradex.com. Okay. It would be probably the go to the website or my direct is Michael at worldtradex.com. Perfect. Yeah. Worldtradex, W R R W O R L D T R A D E X. And then X. Com. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much. This has thank been you for a having pleasure me. talking to you. Thank you as well. <laughs> That's a wrap for this session. A big thanks to you for listening to the Global Marketing Show. Hope you had just as much fun as I did. New sessions launch weekly on all places you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on our website. If you know someone interested in this topic, please tell them about us. Au revoir for now. <laughs>